Hey guys, go to youtube.com slash Gary VEE. I'm super fired up about Weekly V. Uh, I said it last time I promoted Weekly V. I can't believe the comments. People are kind of like sit down like TV watching style throwing it on the smart TVs and things of that nature. I'm super flattered, super excited about it. Uh, this Weekly V is super loaded with a bunch of podcast action between Damon John and Sam Parr. Then there's a really epic uh, meeting I had with the Minnesota Rocker that is the uh, team that I own in the Call of Duty League, the minority owner along with the Vikings ownership group. Uh, Minnesota Rocker meeting, really interesting. Gets into my mindset about business and operations and marketing of kind of a startup. Uh, there's some Vayner Sports action at the uh, Combine and there's a really fantastic uh, podcast I did with an incredibly... Uh, incredibly fresh fashion brand called Mad Happy that's in the hoodie space doing a lot of interesting stuff. We got into some real shit there. Anyway, uh, back to the podcast. Go to uh, youtube.com slash Gary B-E-E. Go watch, go subscribe. Tweet me if you like it. See ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Maybe you don't belong here. You still live at home with your parents? You didn't even go to college. You would be so pretty if you just lost 10 pounds. Are you sure that's gonna work? Uh, You'll never succeed. You aren't gonna be successful anyway. Just like blocking out the noise in the chaos of Times Square, you need to block out the noise of the judgment. Your mother, your father, the cynicism. Block it out. You can't hear it. Do you understand? You can't fucking hear it. If you do not love losing, you lost. Hey guys, uh, Monday uh, in the Long Island City meeting, uh, meeting, Long Island City office about to do this meeting with a big executive from a big Fortune 500 food company. Just fucking grinding, excited, kick it off, here we go. What is this, nine? Uh, eight. Eight. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the whole uh, psychedelic thing. Oh, that's so obvious to me. Like the whole Aubrey and Ferris and all that circles. What I can tell is that this psychedelics are only repressed because of stigma. Them? No. I mean, I don't even. I don't drink. I don't, I don't I do any drugs. I haven't even smoked a cigarette. Like I'm yeah. super weird. But yeah, I drink wine. Um, but I've been drunk like five times. I'm I'm completely sober, and yeah. I love that. But I still love that thing. Yeah, me too. Because I don't have feelings and opinions when it comes to business. Would you do them? I probably wouldn't because my mom Nancy Reagan me out too much. It's a framework for me. But I will say this: I'll never say never. Like I'm willing to do whatever the fuck I need to do at any point. It's just not in my framework. On the flip side, on I'm also way too grateful and thankful of my mental happiness. And I would be lying if I didn't tell you that I'd be scared to alter something. Or you know, a lot of people do it because it finds a dimension that works for them. I'm like my current state is working for me. I don't want to open up something and be like, oh fuck, yeah, and like you know, yeah, like like don't fix yeah. To, but if I wasn't mentally happy, I'm open for everything. Everything's in play. Have you heard of MDMA therapy? No. I think it's it's awesome. Tucker Tucker Max has told he's one of our investors. Yep. He's he because I go to therapy and I used to take antidepressants. He was like, dude, do this. I've been on this medication for years and I did this thing. I feel way better. Anything that helps people get off medication is something intuitively in my gut. Not I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Like I'm sure there's plenty of medicines that matter, um, but I'm always pumped 
knowing enough about the business of pharma in America, I'm always pumped if people can find a different way. But back to psychedelics. and like, and uh, sexual experimentation, like what you're seeing right now is a mature, practical version of what you saw in the 60s. And I think it's a game of stigma. What's an example of, uh, what's an example? Well, I think, you know, when I think about my friends in Silicon Valley who talk about, you know, psychedelics and things of that nature, inevitably in that same dinner, it gets into alternative sexual relationships and it's like open like open marriages in a more progressive way than open marriages or like I would never I don't think I could ever do that. That's yeah, it's so, not for me either. But like, what, but I don't like imposing my like. What I think makes me successful in these talks is I never impose my will or opinion on what will happen. Sure. All my friends that are like, "Fuck, how did you, I got TikTok wrong?" It's like, and whether TikTok disappears tomorrow or not, there's incredible money being made in the TikTok infrastructure, and that's what we're talking about business in this narrow way. And I'm, they're like, why are you always right? I'm like, cause I don't impose my opinion. I, you're, cause I, I'm talking to these inner circle friends. I'm like, you said it was stupid for you. You said that because you're insecure. You have 800,000 followers on Instagram and you don't want to start over. You're doing what Tila Tequila and Dane Cook did with MySpace. You're doing what all my homies on Twitter did about Instagram. You now are doing that to Instagram. You're so set in your thing and you've got clout. You don't want the world to reset. I only want the world to reset because I don't actually value my clout. I value learnings and impact. It's a huge deal. So psychedelics, real quick to finish this off and then jump in with your your helps. Psychedelic stigma is gonna go away, which is then gonna make people feel comfortable to do it. And I have a very deep intuitive feeling that is the medicine, or whatever the fuck you wanna call it, that's gonna help a fuckload of people who have not been able to find their alternative in Advil or in therapy or in much harder core medicine. And that excites the shit out of me. I want way more happiness in the world. The cash came, I ain't tripping on a past flame. Even if they were dimes, how many tens want my last name? Is this the rap game of high school politics? Boss could be on Maury cause they got a little pop in it. Before I show up, that's when the deposit is. You only want me now. That's what I it's have a, problems I believe I'm building the reverse of the modern private equity firm. That's what I think Vayner is. I think Vayner is actually a hyper growth private equity firm in disguise as an agency. My original plan was to convert the whole thing into it. The, the economy never collapsed and I was fully leveraged into Facebook and other things I believed in long term. So what's ended up happening now is when that day comes, when the market collapses and I can buy things for normal prices that were over leveraged, I'll go on to become the CEO of Puma when I buy it or SodaStream or OP or, or Pete's Coffee chain and then now the company will last with management and be the sister company, but I'll take the 40 to 50 top talents and bring them to a modern private equity firm. I don't think anybody can take any business and create hyper growth the way that I can at scale once this is complete. So what we're doing right now, DRock has a list of every platform that we need content yeah. for yeah. Um, that Gary needs to film. So we blocked out 15 minutes yeah, yeah. of Gary's time um, and we're going to try to bang it all out, see what he's into, see what he's not into. What we like to say is ideas, making. making. Yeah. I do what they can't. 
know what they think. I be with them vibes with pencil dripping, never stink. I been there LA so long, I made a strain. Don't want to have a bust it down for all that playing. I see you, you see me, I got money. You'll probably never get less feedback. Okay. What I know is what I would say no to. All right. But like this feel is super spot on. Okay. So we can. I want people to smile when they look at it when something shitty happens. Yes. That's 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 you know that's this. Yeah, and that's, that's got a little juice to it. Like I'm a little bit like I'm happy with like these are good. Well, I'm I'm, tr- I'm like kind of trying to define something that's not so the commonplace vibe. that has its own unique aesthetic to it that you can. Here's own. the good news. You, uh, I'm gonna bring so much awareness to it. McDonald's. Yeah. Is actually an Irish pub. It's just they made you realize that it was a fast food burger and fries joint. Was it an Irish pub? No, but its name should be. I'm gonna, you see where I'm going? Yes. I, I'm gonna make America give a fuck about this. Well, you, you can because you have a platform. For I know what I'm doing. Because, because like, that's, that's like one of the things. And here's the good news. The... This is where I'm great as a client. Hmm? You know what you're doing. Yeah. The end. That sounds awesome. You're gonna make it. Because like like I know what I'm good at, but I'm all because but if we're spending McDonald's. but if we're spending McDonald's. but if we're spending your money McDonald's okay McDonald's name is an Irish pub. That's not how America That's knows awesome. it, right? Yeah. What the fuck is McDonald's? It's McDonald's. You actually like I was actually thinking of like is that true? Like did I see right? That but in like movie? its name. <laughs> if we were sitting here today and said we're starting a fast food joint, and I said and you said McDonald's, any logical person would be like, why are you naming it? That's right. As an Irish thing, like to me, I'll make them care. I know you do what you do better than me. I don't need that subjectiveness. I just need the general frame. Hey, everyone, real pleasure. Hey guys, this is Katie. Um, what you're about to see is Damon John on the Gary V Audio Experience, and it's a smaller part of a longer conversation with a young entrepreneur. So, let's hit it. I got you. People don't know how to save anymore. Yeah, that's, that's, that's always the hard part. And, you know, even back in college, was, everything, every little picture that I got, saving, 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 saving. And, you know, I'm building up. You know, what's happen- you know what's happening right now? This is where you're getting caught, I think. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. The fact that you're not paying rent and saving is allowing you to spend money on a couple things that you wouldn't have. And that's where the cycle's playing. It, it, not, not, no, honestly, not, not really. Good. Like the only expenses that I have right now is just food um, and you know, my, my commute, like my, my train ticket, yep. and that's really it. I don't, I don't, I don't really, Good. Know, like, I, I, I believe you. Best. I believe you. Then, like, then I would say for happiness, instead of this happening in 11 years, let it happen in 14 years by moving an hour and a half right. out. God. And Gary, w- one more thing, you know, and this is also kind of like with my job and stuff like that. Um, you know, I feel like it's, it's just a lot of people who like don't care about saving and, and just you know every, you know every every other day just going out for drinks and stuff like who that. Who gives a fuck? Their life has nothing. Way. Who gives a fuck? Right. That's good. I like when everybody else is doing dumb shit. That means I'm about to win. Guys, so pretty. What much do you feel? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that you feel FOMO no. when everybody goes no, out on fucking no, no, thirsty I, Thursday I and drinks a fucking mojito? <laughs> no, I, I don't feel FOMO, but I, I just feel like it's people who aren't focused. Like I'm focused and they don't have the same goal. Bro, let me tell you, let me tell you something really good. Don't judge yeah. anyone. Okay. You see where I'm going? I'm watching a yeah. lot of judgment come. Now I'm starting to spend some time with you. 
Like if we were yeah. having a four hour dinner as homies, I'd be like, bro, stop judging people. <laughs> you know, but like, you see where I'm going though, bro? I got love for love, yeah, And I got love for you too, like honestly, be empathetic. Like, be, yeah. be grateful that you're not in a, like I, what, when I talk, I, I hate, you know, I've been trying to tell people, I don't have advice. I have, I'm like every other human, we're animals that like to share hypotheses, opinions, our hot takes, but like, like don't judge them. Yeah. And don't, don't envy them. I hate when people are like, damn, yeah, because his dad's paying for his shit, he gets to go to the club. And deep down, he fucking thinks he's a loser because his dad's paying for everything. Next, next, like, like oh damn, they're just buying those drinks or those clothes to fit in. Don't judge them, feel bad for them that their whole life is about other people's fucking acceptance so they have to fucking ruin their own lives just so everybody thinks they're cool. I, I think you're spending a lot of time on judgment. Don't even think about it. I knew nothing. I knew nothing of what anybody was doing in my 20s. I didn't know if they were winning, losing, going out, not going out, unless they walked into the fucking liquor store, which some of them did. I literally had no fucking idea. Get quiet and focus on your own shit. as an organization fully understand and it would be a huge miss with me being an owner and not making this religion and we can have a separate meeting on this. I still think it probably makes sense for everybody in comms and media to come and spend a full day with my team. Any, I have zero, one man's point of view, I trust you guys but this is powerful to me, zero interest in posting anything organic. Meaning, I'll take it but we must assume that nothing that we post organic is a driver of what we want to happen. So if we create this, if we're spending the money and time and effort to capture the content, to think our Mother Day's content is gonna mean something in Twitter is a humongous miss. We need to have a deep conversation of like how we're gonna spend that $84 on Facebook against 40 to 60 year old women in Minnesota with that mother's, we have to be that organization. It was just. Please. Yes. Yes. I want to run five dollar ad spends on eighty pieces of content a day. <laughs> I'll, I'll t- I'm. Ha- we're in a really good spot because we have the ability to absolutely have twenty pieces of content, you know, organic on Twitter that is so on par with the culture that we're reinforcing. But I think we have to have a strategy around how we're broadening or amplifying towards objectives. And I think you'd be stunned, back to the smile I had, of like $25 in ad spend is pretty powerful. I'll give you an example. I know that we can run $250 on Instagram story ads in Minnesota with a Instagram overlay sticker of a poll or a question that will probably give us more insights than every single thing we've done so far on social. So I think what this leads me to, the last meeting we had and now the one we're having now, I think we need to think about the team coming to New York and spending a full day with my team so that we can do this and then you guys can filter and say, we like this, hey, we don't love this as much, let's have that combo. Yeah. So that's where I'm going with that. I just wanna make sure that every dollar we spend in media to make something happen goes through a Vayner test. Me or my scale team because nobody, like that is my legacy. Like my legacy is Wine Library really 
had no money. Like me building my fame. Like it's, it's no money in comparison to impact. I want to make sure that we're Scrappy Org. I really, I want to be great at it. And I think we have the permission to be great at it. And I think I'm uniquely, you know, without hyperbole, great at it. Or like, so I want to at least transfer that in the best way we can. Like TikTok, it's, we're in the alpha program, beta program. It's one cent views. Like we, like let's be the team that has, a, like that, that, you know, we're gonna have like, we're gonna talk about it, but there's gonna be 14 objectives at bucks, right? So like then synthesizing and saying, you know what? Disproportionately winning on TikTok is perception is reality in a new thing, which is gonna help us get Target or Best Buy because when they see that we have 500,000 followers on TikTok, that's gonna be the new cloud and they'll be like, whoa, helps us get 100K, which then helps us spend 8,000 a month. See where I'm going? The blueprint. Friday, you said you said that it was you're talking Texas, El Paso. It was when you were like the greatest advice I could ever give someone is do what I do. I believe in that shit. <laughs> it's it's true because I'm scared to be wrong. You know, people see so much from me. I'm always talking, but I don't talk about a lot of stuff. I'm narrow and deep. I'm definitely consistent because I'm because I'm narrow, and all I'm trying to do is try shit, like the reason I can be right about Snap or TikTok when they pop is because I'm already doing and I've seen that something happens there. Whether they last for 20 years or one year is irrelevant. It's do you know what the fuck is happening right now? Everyone's like, Gary, let's see if TikTok is real. I'm like, no, it's, it's already real. What you're asking is, like Seinfeld was real. That was seven seasons. SNL is real for 30 seasons. I would argue Empire was real for two and a half seasons. Like, no, no, there is no let's see if TikTok was real. TikTok's real, it happened. You're saying will it be like Vine and go away after three years or will it be like Facebook and have a 20 year run? It's irrelevant because tons of people extracted enormous value, success, happiness, and other things from Vine in its two years. Like Charlie D'Amelio, TikTok's real for her forever and while somebody else is waiting to see if it's around for four years before they jump in. That shit. Hey, I'm Andrea. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer and we just got back from this pretty cool trip to Minneapolis. Uh, and we did a bunch of different things. We hung out with some clients, but my favorite thing was we convened a whole bunch of friends and family um, for a breakfast. People in the Midwest, they love <laughs> getting together for food. I'm from the Midwest, so I can say that. I'm from Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, a lot of what we're doing now is we're trying to really capitalize on the time that Gary has as he's traveling around the country or the world and make the most of it. And so in addition to, to having uh, just kind of one-off meetings, we try to go out and look for people that are you know, part of his fan base or different potential you know, business partners that we want to have conversations with. And we invite them to come together um, and to meet one another. And so um, what we do is we try to keep them kind of small 
and create an opportunity for everybody to exchange ideas and maybe even feel a little bit vulnerable in admitting the kinds of challenges that they're facing. Could be, you know, in their in their roles. It could be something that's more personal. Um, and the the great thing is that Gary really sets the tone for that in in a way that I personally have never seen before in my career. Um, so he kicks things off by um, welcoming everybody and asking them to join in one conversation. So we might have. 12 people or even up to 20 people around a table and we ask that everybody just engages in this one single conversation. So don't break off and have a discussion with your mate neighbor, um, but rather we tee it up with um, you know, something that can be highly engaging, maybe a little provocative, and then people chime on in and it's, it's almost a sport. Surprise, surprise, Gary's always turning everything into a, support, into a sport. Uh, but people, we get a lot of great reactions and we get to know people um, really quickly that way. And I think people meet one another in a way that's a, a bit more memorable um, and they meet more people rather than just the ones that you're sitting next to at any kind of a marketing or networking event. Uh, and so we're trying to do these things across the country and around the world. So hoping to see some of you guys out there at some of our upcoming events. Yeah. I, I also think it's gonna be, it's the internet. This is the internet, meaning like, I would pay $2.99 a month for the Jets for just Jets TV. Like the long tail of this is quite long. You know, like it, I, think, I think Google is really working on the most interesting part to this, which is the balloons in outer space to give everyone free internet is the biggest thing that's looming that can change shit. If that happens, if we all have internet for free, for real, and our gateway toll booth is Google, all of a sudden cable television's in deep shit because right now they're forcing us to yep. buy cable, because yep. it is it costs more money to buy just internet than internet and cable uh -huh. from most internet providers now because they're vigging the outcome of cable because they don't want to give up that game. You you add that variable, I think the number will, obviously it's going to be wealth and interest. It's, it's a combination of how much can you afford and how many things are you actually into. Correct. And, and to everyone's point, I'm sure we would all agree, if we spent four hours on this, there'll be a group of four to five that are like the catch-all, right? Is it is your core Netflix in this? And then there, all of us would probably round out with the constellations of like three little 4.99 a month because you're like sewing. And like somebody can, listen, I'm really excited about this. Like I'll, back to transparency, I genuinely think it's unlikely that I do not launch a Vayner OTT in the next 20 years and I'll just be my little universe and I'll, wherever I am at that point, between my content and the things I buy the IP rights for or develop, I'll have my one million subscribers at eight bucks a month and I'll be, that's a nice business. Like I like, that's fun. That's fun to have a hundred million dollar top line revenue, you know, makes it like, I think you're gonna see a lot more of that than people think. I think what you're seeing with celebrity and humans that are building DTC brands that are actually viable, a lot of them are underwater because there's too much VC money, but like actual viable, I think you're gonna see that with content. I really do. I, I mean, there's a, I think all of, Right now I'm so hot on sports cards and collect, like actually flipping, if you think about Storage Wars and Flipper, like clearly there's a flipping OTT, like a that thing OTT for four bucks a month that you could have a lot of people in, I would be one of those people. 100%. You know, WWE's, like there's a lot. Like you're gonna see a lot of people, a lot of people are gonna get, listen there's an entrepreneur she or he is sitting right now thinking like, wait, I'm gonna get the NBA local rights and the first stream is done that's available is Tim Miller. I'm gonna convince them and I'm gonna throw, so, they're gonna raise a ton of money, I'm gonna throw so much money at them that it's gonna make it worth them to take the risk of the Minnesota OTT. It's just all gonna happen. It's cable all over again. 
It's right. TV, what TV did to radio all over again. It literally never stops repeating. And once somebody does that, the floodgates are gonna open. Well, that's what happened with Netflix. What people don't realize of what I'm actually doing is I'm actually building what I think is the next version of private equity, which is VaynerMedia's infrastructure is built to buy businesses but hyper-grow them. Whereas what you're walking into, those are financial engineers. Right. Those are finance people. Yeah. I'm business growth. So when you buy Puma because you're wealthy enough in nine years and the economy collapses and they were so over leveraged you can buy it for 400 million instead of eight billion, that's really my goal. That's my path to the Jets. Build this in this chapter, wait for the world to melt, buy Jan Sport or Puma or Pete's Coffee Chain or PC Richards, right. some sort of brand, right. become the CEO of that, buy something that today is five billion for 800 million, and then flip it for 11 billion because I'm great at that. Right, right, right. And then be 61 and buy the Jets and start winning Super Bowls. I love it. I love it. And I love. I love that you will it into existence. I really, will. I really think it's gonna happen. And what's fun is like, being, you know, yeah. by that point we'll know each other for 33 years, and like just the stories, right? You're like this fuck. Like it'll be like he really fucking has been saying it for 30 years. 100%. All right, vlog. We're here in Indy. It's Thursday. It's been a productive week. Been very Midwest kind of week. Minnesota a couple days ago. Got into Indy yesterday. Did a bunch of meetings for Vayner Sports. It's the Combine tonight. It's a big night. Five of our kids are performing. Prime time for the Combine now. Football's become a 12-month sport where people want to watch kids prep for the draft on primetime TV. Uh, we're going into a very big Vayner Sports meeting now where we're laying out our strategy, post-mortem of this draft class, strategy for the uh, upcoming draft. Uh, we've got some free agents. We're fucking busy. AJ's super busy. Um, uh, and I'm obviously got my hands in a lot of cookie jars. I like cookie jars. You wanna you want a visual here? Avatar, can you draw a really great cookie jar? Thanks, bro. Right here. Uh, and so, um, just kind of living it. And I just realized I got to post on Instagram right now. I'm behind, so I'm gonna do that. Yep, because I'm 30 minutes behind. On the ground. What do you mean by time behind? Ah, good question, DRock. Uh, there's some time slots I enjoy. Uh, 8.30, 11.30, 3.30, and 7.30 have been my consistent time slots. We are always testing, and obviously it's noon, so I missed it. But, um, you know, there's some pockets that the data on Instagram shows that are better times for me to post to my community based on interaction. How are you? Um, so that's what I mean by time. Hey, this is Matt DeMeo, head of client services at Vayner Sports. I've uh, been working with Gary and AJ for about eight to nine years now. I've served in uh, quite a few different roles, including Gary's admin for about two and a half years. Now with Vayner Sports, been here for about two or three years um, and just kind of 
helping the clients and agents, whatever, whatever they need. I'm here to support the whole team. Um, and while we were down in Indy, we were basically doing that is one, our major role there was to support our clients. We had seven of our clients in Indianapolis, um, all performed really well. We we're happy about that, but that was our main thing was that we were there to support them. And on top of that, kind of the whole football NFL world surrounds around Indianapolis for the combine. So our agents are meeting with teams. Our marketing team is meeting with brands. Um, I'm meeting with anybody who could possibly help me with any of our clients if there's anything that they're looking for, looking to get done. Um, so it's kind of, it's a who's who down in Indianapolis and we're trying to meet with everybody and just kind of grow those relationships. I just want to say hello. What's up bro? Big fan. Thank you my man. Yeah, I got your uh, text, your daily text. Thank you so much bro. Yeah, I'm about to send one in a little bit. What's yeah. your name? Chris. Chris. Yeah, I really appreciate that. What right. do you do bro? I'm a web advisor. Good so for you. I work with That's what's up. Send me an email to Gary at Vayner Media. I'll connect you with my brother. Maybe we'll do some business together with Vayner Sports. Yeah, I'd love to. Love yeah, to it's it Gary at Vayner Media. Yeah, or Vayner Sports. They both work. Right. Nice to meet you. Thanks for saying what's up. Yeah. Just like fucking nice. People say hello, you say hello. Good intent, look for opportunities. If you don't ask, you don't get. You don't come in too hot. If you're the person on the receiving end, you don't be a fucking dick and you think you're somebody. You know how many of you fucking got 100,000 followers or a blue fucking check and decided you are somebody? What the fuck are you? Be nice. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm always Mayo's nice in his own way. I'm always, I'm always listening. It's my guy right here. I wish the vlog was around back then. He would know exactly how tight I am with this guy. Oh shit, you're right. Do a little fucking recall right there. Boom. Can somebody get me DeMeo? Little Lou, get me DeMeo. Matt, tell the Vayner Nation how... What's up, world? Uh, how you doing? What's up, family? Man, on this mission. I know, yeah, you know, on this mission. I, ha- boy, I, had to come. <laughs> I had to come through for this. Yes, sir. Man, going great. Got those tight braids for the combine. Super tight. Super tight. T-Rock, take this photo. Yeah. We're, we're gonna get this man some serious followers for his combine right now. Grab my phone, or you can use your phone. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice to meet you, sir. Yeah, absolutely, man. Love what good. you do, man. Thank you. Trying. I was asking uh, Brian, I was like, man, what's his, uh, what's he like? sleep, what's his sleep schedule like? It's pretty it's good, actually. Good. Yeah, yeah I get my six or seven. Yeah, it's just that I fucking destroy the other 18 that yeah, I'm awake. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Love it, man. I also destroy sleeping. I fucking never, you, you could break into my house <laughs> and punch me in the face and I don't wake up. But I tell you, man, the debt of gratitude that I owe you is going to be hard. I have two sons. They're millennials. They're coming along. I'm a great millennial dad. I'm cool with it. I love it. I love that I'm materialist. I love that they're just trying to live their best. I love it. But damn, it's slow to turn them around and bring them around, right? I have so much content. I have a catalog. I have all of this. If I leave this world today, I I will have greater peace. Because my sons have all of that. To hear that, tell them how to get there. You know? 100%. And that's what I owe you, man. I, thank you so much for I, that. I can't thank you enough. Dude. I I'm glad you see that. This is the game, dude. I know what the game is. Yeah, you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we met. What that gentleman understands is that for all the shit we're talking about, his you know, apex moment was understanding that when you document and you share, the people who you most care about, your family, 
get the blueprints. They get your thoughts. They get your legacy. You know, so many people have lived lives where they wanted to instill wisdom and their truth and who they were to their family and didn't have the luxury of modern technology and the internet. You know, my great, great, great grandkids are watching this right now. It happens to be 220 years from now, but it's real. And so that young man, who looked like a fucking linebacker, understood that and that's why he's happy. And that is what the context of this was, which is if you get nothing in the short term accomplishments you're looking for from the content you put out on the internet, you are leaving your legacy for a blueprint and a relationship with your family forever. Maybe, yeah, I think people are insecure. And I think when you hide metrics, it helps people because they're all pandering for metrics. And I've not only been a proponent of hiding likes, I actually recently started talking about hiding followers. And, uh, and people, like a lot of my friends are like, whoa, 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 that's gonna hurt you. I'm like, it's not gonna hurt me. I don't derive my clout or influence or success and definitely not my happiness from how many fucking followers I have. So, and, and more importantly, I know it's hurting others and so I'm willing to sacrifice <laughs> for the greater good of the world. It's laughable that one would derive their self-esteem from these metrics and I think the platforms are noticing that and I, I would argue you may see a day and age when the most popular platform at the time actually is not showing us how many followers one has. Oh, you would know. If we eliminate how many followers one has, you know, Dove Candy Chocolate would still be able to see if DRock has followers. Analytics on the back end, they'll show you forever. This is more about front facing, you know? So, I love influencer marketing. I think most humans don't know how to price themselves, which means a high percentage of them are wildly overpriced. It also means a high percentage of them are wildly underpriced for the attention and cosign they're giving a brand or a business in return. And I could, and word of mouth, and influence to word of mouth has been around forever. John Wayne got paid by cigarette companies to smoke a cigarette. And, uh, and, and in 500 years, some robot will be paid to talk about the oil the robot uses for their joints. This is never going away, it's in perpetuity. And now there's way more people that have way more influence. It's a much longer tail. This is not just for the celebrities and athletes of the world. And we haven't even started influencer marketing. Flew from Indy. Uh, at the Combine to LA, there's D-Rock, there's Mike. I'm disheveled, I'm focused, I'm excited. What's up everybody, my name is Payman. I'm one of the co-founders of Mad Happy, a brand based here in LA. We talk about all things positivity, optimism, and mental health. Had a chance to kick it with Gary last week to chat a little bit about project we're working on, more details to come on that soon, and also got him on an episode of our upcoming podcast to talk all things mental health and how we can deal with that in today's world. And what would your takeaway be to a kid that is, you know, 20 years old right now and and trying to like navigate in this world, right? Like just practical things that they can implement right away. The first thing that excites me that's been really interesting to watch is you're actually in control. So like that's been very empowering. I think we are teaching so many people like, you need to be medicated, you need to be diagnosed, you need my help, we're gonna handhold you. Like, not, listen, there are some people that are born with real illnesses where medication, these are chemicals. But I, but one thing that I've been very, like one thing I definitely wanna say to a lot of kids right now is like, hey, you're way more in control than you think. 
A, on how you see the world. B, on how much you value other people's judgments. C, on how you want to navigate the next 85 years of your life. I don't give a shit in a good way. I'm even like, I'm even gonna start changing terminology. These are important moments. It doesn't, it's okay that the first 20 years didn't go the way you wanted. You have 80 more. Like, like it's just, it's optimistic. Yeah. And like, so A, if you realize the government, your parents, the way the dice rolled, don't control you, you control you. Like just even knowing that to be true. People talk about, oh, the, the awareness around mental health has helped. How about the awareness of you're actually more in control than you think? I think one of the terrible things that's happening in America politically is we're tearing apart left, right, and we keep going further and further, which leads to this really difficult place where you're choosing between being accountable, being a horrible person, or being a great person but not being accountable at all, and that's bad. Yeah. I'd like to see us get a little bit more mixed here. And so, you know, hey, like, you're in control. You're in control. And I, and I mean that. You paint your narrative, right? You go 0 for 4 in a baseball game, you get to decide if you, like, you get to decide if you say, I fucking suck, or, huh, there's clearly something I'm missing, let me go adjust that. Like, it's, it's so empowering to know that nobody else is in control. It makes it so happy. Like, and I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, that's why I'm so worried about like the separation of what I just said because it's leading to a lot of people in their youth thinking somebody has some magical control over them. Like to me the punchline of that is if you think America has too much control over you, good news. Don't cry. A, vote. B, move to Sweden. But it's an interesting sentence. Because what we're doing is we're keyboard worrying and crying at Starbucks with our $6 coffee when we could, you know how many kids are not gonna vote? You know how many kids are not gonna move to Canada that they love so much? It's kind of like, you know, however you wanna say it. You wanna say it raw, old school, like shut the fuck up and do something about it. You wanna say it new school, which is like, hey, you're empowered. I don't give a shit how you wanna say it. Life is fucking amazing when you fucking grab it. And I really think a lot of kids right now can grab it in a way they can't. This internet thing is crazy. Like, you should be the most optimistic generation of all time. You have the internet. Like, when I was a kid, they cared about what college you went to. When I was a kid, at 15, I couldn't start a billion dollar business like I would have if I had the internet at 15. Or at least a million dollar eBay business. You know, and so, so much power, so much control. More than ever before, ever before, ever before. You're a rapper, SoundCloud, YouTube, show me. Right? You're an athlete? Put up your own film on Huddle and Instagram and get signed by Georgia. Like, you're in fucking control. You're the next Tommy Hilfiger? Make it, sell it, show me. It's an amazing time to be alive. The greatest time to be alive. That's what I see. And not because it's easy for you now, Gary. That's what I always saw when it didn't look obvious for me either. Hey, man. This is Gary. Gary, I like that name. Yeah, he's the third. Uh, That's what's up, man. (laughs) So this is the most Garys in one spot that I've seen in a minute. I know. Three Garys in one spot, I'm like shook. Yeah, it's his first combine. And that's the big thing is I think that through building out these hosts and all this different content that we can clearly... Sorry. (laughs) Just testing him. He's on it. He's on it. I like this guy over here. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I know exactly where, that's really cool. Do you want to do it? Uh, yeah, sure. Two, one, go, go, go. Keep going, keep going, keep going. You got it, keep going. Good job. Love it. <laughs> that's the closest TikTok shit I've ever done. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you too. Busy. I gotta, I gotta make a family call. Damon, you're gonna have to close out this show. Okay, I love you. I'm being dead serious. Plug away for four minutes. I love you. Damon, this is the first time letting somebody close out the show. You got five minutes. Go. Vlog, comment below what your thoughts are on the Astros um, cheating scandal. And, yeah. Comment below on the fake news being spread about the Astros. Thank you. What? I don't even know. I don't know who's on the phone. I did like four podcasts today thinking it's the other person's podcast. I don't know anything. I know nothing. Uh, a little basketball action. Mike, Mike, Michael Boyd's about to shoot from range. Um, we have a triple content capture here. Give us a shot, Mike. Oh, just just off back iron. We're gonna reload and shoot again. All right, money, money in the bank. You didn't even go to college. Oh my God, I'm so sorry to whoever's listening. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I feel so bad. I'm not mean. I'm not mean. Whoever, whatever you want to do, I encourage you. Jason's making me be mean. Now heading to the office, living that California sunshine, Friday afternoon vlog life. Yeah, the cash came, I ain't tripping on a past flame. Even if they were dimes, how many tens? As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thank you, Gary. Today's reviews, not even an entrepreneur and put that podcast down. Written in by H. Harvig and J.D. Vasquez Jr. say, I actually don't even want to own my own business. However, this podcast is so motivating and helps me a ton with self-reflection. I'm taking the leap and going to nursing school, even though I'm beyond terrified. And this podcast helps remind me of my goals and to keep going. Thanks, Gary. And secondly, stop listening and just do something about it. What's the it? Listen to Gary and take on the it and get past the it in your life. Solid advice for overcoming your it. Now go get it. Thank you both so much for writing in. And remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.